listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning out there. We are bringing you live from Malibu, California, the soggy, soggy, rainy spring weather, which is stunning. It's fabulous today. I hope wherever you are in the world that you are having a beautiful morning. And we are going to bring you a neat show today. So I have some some fun guests for you this morning. But first up, I just want to say a shout out to everybody around the world that listens to this show. Thank you so much. We have more and more people coming from all over the world. And the more that you share these archives or your favorite show, the more people can be inspired, uplifted, educated, and hopefully make other people's lives brighter. So we have uh, listeners in just about every country. It is so amazing where you all come from. So thank you. I wish I could speak your language to all of you (laughs) in one way or another and say good morning in all those languages. Uh, My my language department is a little bit limited. Um, I could say yakshamash, right? I could say, uh, yes, yakshamash. And so we have people uh, that are listening out of Czechoslovakia, um, in Abu Dhabi, in Russia, Um, you know, in the heart of hearts of people, we aren't adversaries and everyone has the same heartbeat. Everybody has the same heart and it's just a matter of how connected are you to spirit because in spirit, there is no competition and in ego, as we've been experiencing in our world right now, there's so much, uh, consternation with our politics with truth, and I think a lot of people are getting to work out the idea of what truth is to them now. We have an opportunity, and I talked about this quite a bit last spring. We have an opportunity to raise our consciousness, and when we hit that tipping point collectively, we have the ability to move forward into an almost instantaneous change. And that seems impossible, but the ways of old are changing so quickly We have no choice but to keep up and thank God for young people who are (laughs) mastering the world of technology on our behalf. And for all the crummy things that we do see on the news, because there's an awful lot of crummy stuff on the news right now, if I read you today's headlines on every news app that I have, it's very macabre. It's very dark. And shame on the news for having put that out there and continue to put it out there, especially some of the titles that they have where children get to read that too. So I'm saying it loud and clear, shame on you. You have a responsibility in our world and you're not using it. But we have an opportunity, each one of us, to make our own lives brighter by changing our energy field every second of every day. And so what I do with some of my clients, which is a fun trick, is I have them put a timer a few times a day, maybe four or five times a day on their phone that alerts them to take five minutes out and just settle and just become still and quiet. And this was originally uh, used by my meditation teacher for 
getting closer to spirit very quickly. And I found this to be very effective, even if you're not meditating, but you're just breathing quietly for a few minutes, but you remind yourself consecutively by these uh, alerts on your phone that you stop and interrupt whatever it is that you're busy doing. And then um, what we'll do from there is get you into a centered place, a quiet space, Then you go back to doing whatever it is you're doing and you'll do it with more consciousness, hopefully more heart and absolutely a more relaxed, easygoing nature, which allows more. So anytime that there's tension in something, the tension constricts you and the world is constricted right now like a collective tension. And when we take back our power and say, okay, I'm not going to buy into this collective tension, that's an illusion And some of you will argue, that's not an illusion, it's really happening. Well, it is happening, but there's also something else happening on a whole other dimension. And when you can tap into that, that's what it is that we need to attach to, to do. So I am um, reaching out to everybody, both in the meditations that I'm doing here locally, which are very, very profound. I mean, these meditations are sometimes three hours long. And it's, people don't want to leave. They want to keep going. They go for five hours because it's so quick. It's so easy. And you think, oh, I can't sit down for a few hours. And yet what we're doing here is so powerful. And it changes the energy field so deeply. But what it does is it gives people an idea of how they go about maybe working into a different energy field and holding that. And then taking that away as a comparison of how their energy field should run. So um, basically, what we're doing is looking at tools, kind of techniques that you can keep a more concentrated ease in your day. So first up, go ahead and set your phone alarm for three to five times a day. And then when that goes off, whatever you're doing, just take a second out, take a minute, take five minutes. And breathe deeply, relax, ground your feet, and get still. And follow your breath. Just follow your breath. And when you do that, your entire chemistry in your body changes. You begin to pattern something new. And when you pattern something new, you have a greater opportunity not only to expand your nervous system in a better way, but you're no longer constricting blood flow. You're no longer cutting off. And that cutting off is something that's, you know, hurting us, really. Um, we, We don't really want to constrict at any time. And if we think of it this way, right now the world is constricted by a few people's egos at play. Um... It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you look at the world, we are looking at tension building. And it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And we are constantly, especially in America, being drawn back to whatever the current drama is. But do we really need to pay attention to that? And some would say, well, our children are being shot in schools and our, you know, we have to be vigilant Being vigilant doesn't mean being tense. Being vigilant truly would be having a greater awareness. And right now, 
we are constricted by fear. And I think that is intentional. If we as a society are more fearful, then we have ourselves a a more challenging time to be available to the inspiration of spirit. We're looking to be more available to spirit. And for those of you that are looking to perfect yourselves or take away disease, tension, ease, the idea is to connect back. And when you connect back towards spirit, you have a broader perspective. You're more available to what is. And you're able to react much better than you would with anything if you were tense. So this simple exercise is a great way to begin. So go ahead and set your phone to alert you or your watch for three to five times a day where you'll actually stop for a little bit. You'll breathe, you'll follow your breath, you'll get still, and then you begin again. And the idea, the name of the game, is to carry that energy forward into whatever you're doing, not getting tense. (laughs) You want to do it with ease, with ease. That's the idea. So I want to just share with you, I'm about to take people down to John of God again. And as many of you know that have listened for a long time, I take people down there for extreme healing and the great experience of being in the vortex of the Casa. So I will be in Brazil soon. And if you would like me to take your prayer requests for remote healing, I need you to email me directly at makinglifebrighter at yahoo.com and I need a headshot and three concerns and I will send you an invoice for that and I will take your pictures down and John of God will look at your photo or your family member or whomever and he will take that and then the entities of light will assess what's needed and come looking for the person or for you and begin working on you. Your your city and address is also helpful because they kind of literally come looking for where you are, who you are, and where you are. This is real. It's not airy-fairy. And for those of you that are new to this, this is a real bona fide way of getting help. People feel often in live time when I'm down there the effects of the focus that's happening. So whoever's whomever I'm taking with me, so to speak is also benefiting from the trip and they can feel the energy coming back to them. I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh my gosh, I got so tired I had to lay down. I could feel someone working on me. I could feel my, you know, whatever their problem was being worked on. That is really spectacular, but that really happens. So then I bring you back blessed herbs, which are technically passion flower fruit ground up, but they are charged with energy exactly to whatever you need that they see out of your picture and your requests. And that I've been doing for many, many years. And so we're about to go down again for another magical adventure down at John of God. And we're going to enter into some extreme healing down there. It's going to be fantastic. And the beauty of the Casa, oh my gosh, what's so special about that is much like the meditational vortex here when we do these healings here, The casa is very supercharged with saints, angels, thousands and thousands of angels. I mean, you can feel it the moment you walk through the door. It is so incredible. Saints, angels, 
And then, of course, uh, <laughs> um, the entities that do the work, which are sometimes spirit doctors that have been alive on earth but have come back to finish their work in helping people. Now, John of God is a, is a medium. He's the foremost mediumistic healer in the world. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm just letting you know that if you want me to take down your photo and uh, put it before John of God so you can get remote healing, let me know at makinglifebrighter at yahoo.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, 
please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and we are here live in Malibu, California today, where it's a lovely rainy day, and we're getting all the moisture that we so desperately need, although we can do without any more mudslides. Um, last segment, I was talking to you about consciousness, and I was talking to you about visiting John of God. So if you have any requests that you'd like me to take down for remote healing, please email me directly before next Monday or by next Monday at makinglifebrighter at yahoo.com, and I will answer you back, and if you would like remote healing, I will take your picture down for a fee and get you some blessed herbs and tell you the protocol and how we do that. So feel free to join in there. Now we have a very special guest today, and I would like to introduce you to um, someone who is an expert in healing for hunger, and she has a special book out called Heal Your Hunger, and Heal Your Hunger is all about emotional eating. So if you have emotional eating tendencies, uh, we have for you a very, very special guest. And Trisha, are you on yet? Can you hear us? Nope, Trisha's not on yet. Well, we'll come. Oh, Trisha? Yes, hi. Good morning. How are you? This is Trisha Nelson, everybody. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. I just have to tell you, you know, when I was prepping this show, your photo on your website with the bougainvillea behind you is so beautiful. It's so uplifting. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I look at that and I even said to my webmaster, I'm like, isn't that beautiful? That just, that just feels happy when you look at it. <laughs> Aw, thank you so much. Well, that's, that's the name of the game is getting ourselves right so we can be happy. Excellent. Well, tell us about your new book. Let's let's just jump in. Tell us what okay. it is that, that compelled you to write this book. Absolutely. I, you know, Winifred, I started way back when as an emotional eater, and I didn't know as an emotional eater as a kid. I just thought I liked food. I liked to eat it. I liked to cook it. I liked to serve it to others. It was all about the food. And uh, it wasn't a problem until I I started gaining weight, and I absolutely hated being fat. And I was. I was a chubby kid, and I had this roll in my tummy that would scrunch up and try to, you know, I fantasize about cutting it off, which is terribly violent, but that's that's where I went with it, you know, and I, I wanted to get like some disease where I automatically lost weight or joined the army where they forced me to exercise at boot camp. So these crazy outlandish thoughts, all because I couldn't control what I ate. And so I started to try to, you know, try different things like pills and potions and lotions and exercise programs. And eventually I went to therapy, like an eating source therapy. I went to, um, uh, uh, I went to 12-step programs, read self-help books all these different things and nothing I tried worked and I was so frustrated and I thought to myself, I can't possibly go the rest of my life up and down the scale. And that's where I was. It was a yo-yo or I'd be up 30, down 10, you know, up 20, down five. I mean, I was just all over the place. I had like 
four different size pants in my closet, and I was afraid to wash some of them. It was kind of gross, but I wouldn't wash them at times because if they shrunk at all, they wouldn't fit me. So it was really a battle for me, and it wasn't until I met somebody. I mean, I was at my wit's end, and I met somebody who is a healer, and he shared with me that my problem had nothing to do with food, that had everything to do with the underlying causes, and showed me, he helped me really deal with that, and that just, completely changed everything for me and I started to really heal and not have the food cravings and just really I was able to lose 50 pounds and keep it off so that was really a a transformational experience for me to say the least and from there I just uh, I actually joined them in helping other people with addictions and addictive personalities and uh, fast forward 30 years and I'm still doing this work today and now it's heal your hunger and I do it you know online for people all over the world. That is so beautiful. Now, you've been featured on NBC, CBS, KTLA, Fox, Discovery Health. I mean, you've really taken this out there in the world, and you're kind of on a mission. So tell us what your goal is in putting this book out there for people. Well, uh, the book is called Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. And it's really about this process that I have, the seven-step process for helping people end emotional eating. And my mission is to help people do just that because my experience is that this is really the crux of the weight loss conundrum. You know, 98% of all diets fail because people are focused on the symptom. They're focused on food. They're focused focus on weight, you know, just get the weight off. And I get it. You know, when you gain weight, you feel like your house is on fire and you just got to put the fire out. So we do quick fixes, you know, fast detoxes, you know, these, these crazy diets, but it doesn't last. And, and the real reason is, I believe, because we are essentially emotional eaters, people who struggle with food and weight. And we have this uh, emotional attachment to food that can't be broken, um, you know, by just a diet. And so that is really what needs to be addressed in order to have lasting weight loss success. So I'm very passionate about getting this message out because I don't well, how, talk about that much. Exactly. Exactly. All we see are the results of many, many types of dis- uh, eating disorders, especially among teenagers today. Now, tell me, how does someone identify that they are an emotional eater or a food act, addict because everything today is about foodies. So how do you know if you're a right. food addict? <laughs> well, um, I really feel as though people are, I mean, naturally emotionally tied to food. I think God made us that way, so we would subsist, you know. So food is an emotional experience to some degree, but obviously some people take it much farther than they should, and that was me. So I consider it to be a spectrum, and where people are different places on the emotional eating spectrum, the low end of the spectrum is, hey, they like food, it feels good, it tastes good, but they can stop. The high end of the spectrum is food addiction, where somebody just, once they start, they can't stop, and they go for an all-out binge, and this was me. I could pack away, four, you know, 4,000 calories in a sitting and feel completely disgusting, but that's, like, I didn't have control. Like, I didn't have that ability to dial it back, and so people are somewhere on that spectrum, and if somebody have a quiz on my website, and they can actually take the quiz, get a personalized score, and find out where they are on that spectrum, and then what they can, you know, the steps they can take to um, to really uh, fix the problem. Well, if you're an emotional eater, how do you know it's emotions or just hunger? Well, I'll tell you, it, it, 30 years later, I've, I've been doing this work for 30 years, it still amazes me how close they seem, right? Like emotional hunger still feels like physical hunger 
all the time to me. And it's so funny because I, I, you know, I should know better. And yet I'm amazed at how closely uh, related they are and also just how they seem like the same thing. I mean, oftentimes if somebody's just thirsty, it can come off like hunger. You know, they can think they're hunger, hungry. But in terms of identifying the difference, what I have found best uh, is for people to really adopt an eating plan where they're just eating three meals with nothing in between. And this is not a diet. So I don't say this from the standpoint of, hey, this is a great way to lose weight. It's a sane way of eating, to be sure. Uh, but really, the purpose of it, in, in my experience, is to help you know when you have space between your meals, if you have a healthy breakfast, you know, good protein, good, you know, vegetables, whatever, and, and then you've done you've done breakfast and you've got four or five hours between uh, breakfast and lunch, then if you're hungry at 10 a.m., you have to take a real solid look at that and say, hey, am I really hungry or is something going on? Because I just had breakfast two hours ago. And it's a really good way to have some, you know, really clear distinction between your meals so that you can begin to sense the emotions underneath. If I'm snacking all day long, I have no idea what I'm feeling. I have no idea what emotions are stirring inside of me, and therefore I have no idea if it's physical or or emotional. So if I'm hungry at 10 a.m., I have to think to myself, what's really going on, you know, and have that little talk with myself, and then I can know, hey, oh, there's a phone call I need to make that I'm a little nervous about making. You know, I'm trying to avoid that, or there's I have to do my taxes, and it's the last thing I want to do. You know, and that can show up as physical hunger when it's really emotional. That's beautiful. That's really well put. You know, I, the, the first segment I just talked about today, uh, taking time out and setting time on your phone to stop three to five times a day to get still. And this would fit in perfectly yeah. with what you just said, because you're basically checking in with yourself and you can apply it to your, your hunger cravings as well. That's just, that's perfect. Now, give us three things that you recommend a person do to end emotional eating right now, because we have about two minutes till break. Okay, well, what I, the number one thing I would say for somebody is realize it's not about the food, because it seems about, it's about the food, but it's really not about the food. So you always got to dig underneath those cravings and see what's really going on, just like we talked about. Um, the next thing I recommend for people is they start the day with a routine in the morning that's some kind of spiritual or just centering ritual, whether it be meditation or taking a a walk and praying on your walk or praying period or reading some spiritual literature, something or all of these things as a little ritual in the morning that you set time aside for and you do it no matter what. And this is a way for you to get still and quiet and connect with what's inside of you connect with your your higher self essentially because so much of the time during the day we're we're stressed we're tired and we're reaching for things outside of ourselves to fuel us to give us that quick energy um and we're reacting to life instead of responding but when we set up this little ritual in the morning we're connecting with ourselves and we can draw on that source of strength that foundation that we set up first thing in the morning, and that is going to propel us through the day instead of using, you know, carbs and sugars to fix us and give us quick energy. That's great. I don't know if I have time for a third or you want to wait to the next (laughs) segment. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're speaking with Trisha Nelson, and she is an expert in emotional healing, and she has a bestseller book, Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. So we're going we're gonna to just take a break. We'll come back, and we're going to ask her a few more things, and then we have another guest for you as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com you voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I have special guest Trisha Nelson here with me today, and she is an eating disorder expert, and she has a book out called Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. And Trisha, tell us where people can buy this book. Yeah, they can go to my website at healyourhunger.com, and there's a tab that'll say reading, and you can go there and get the link to Amazon, or you can go straight to Amazon, uh, which is uh, in the book is listed as Heal Your Hunger on there. So healyourhunger.com if you'd like to get a copy. And if it's not just for you, perhaps it's for someone else that you know. Somebody inevitably, a young person in particular, I'm sure, today could benefit from this book as well. We have so many young people, uh, teenagers, that have a distortion of how their emotions are working on their eating patterns and why they need to be a certain measure. 
So well, tell it's us interesting. The- Actually, a lot of people, a lot of older people, love my book because it's it sort of encompasses emotional eating of all different kinds. And a mm-hmm. lot of people who have been through, through the diet craze, they've been trying all these different diets, finally get to a point, you sort of after many diets and many exercise programs, you get to the idea that there's something deeper going on that you become willing to face. So uh, a lot of people actually older end up really taking to this as well. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we could probably all benefit by it. And so you can find yeah. it on Amazon.com or you can go to HealYourHunger.com. Now, let's go back into the, the things that people can do right now to end emotional eating. So what else do you suggest? Well, I think it's really important to avoid some of the traps um, that people get into. And I'll tell you a few of them. First of all, people um, you know, think emotional eating is just about eating the wrong foods or eating too much, you know, binging. A lot of people say to me, hey, I don't binge. And yet they're still emotional eaters. And what's true about emotional eating is that there's a personality type. There's something I write about in the book. There's, it's called the anatomy of the emotional eater. It's what I've coined it. And there's 24 personality traits that really uh, identify an emotional eater. And these traits get us into the trouble we get into because we don't just happen to have cravings. The cravings come from certain ways of being in the world. And I'll give you an example of one of these personality traits, and it's people-pleasing. Emotional eaters are consummate people pleasers where we get, we want our, our validation from outside of us. Um, and so we're looking to, we do, we're, we become all things to all people. We're saying yes to projects at work, you know, extra projects, extra work. Uh, we're doing more than our fair share of our kids' homework. I mean, there's just all throughout the day, we're overextending ourselves looking for that validation. But then what happens is we're spent, you know, we burn ourselves out and we're resentful because nobody's ever as pleased as we hope they're going to be. And then it, it's a perfect storm for overeating at the end of the day. You know, I call it the I deserve it binge where we're just trying to comfort ourselves and reward ourselves because we didn't get the validation we're seeking. And so that's a good example, Winifred, of, of like it being not about the food, but the way we're being that's creating the stress that we then stress eat over. So I, I definitely would say, you know, you, you got to dig, as I said before, you got to dig underneath with just the regular face value food cravings and see what it is that's actually causing the stress. And the good news is when we're creating our own stress, then there's something we can do about it, you know, and so much of the time that's the case. Um, but another thing that I recommend to people is just slow down, you know, overeaters are overdoers and it's time to slow down, you know, and start taking time for yourself. As I said, in that morning ritual, and that's going to make a big difference as well. That's wonderful. That's so great. So if you would like to get a copy of this book, you can go to healyourhunger.com and it's Trisha Nelson. And so Trisha does Online work, online seminars, right? Online yeah, programs yeah, so people can course, work with you? Yep. Yeah, I have a course called 10 Weeks to Freedom from Emotional Eating, and that helps somebody literally break the pattern, you know, and start their morning ritual, start really taking care of themselves, start saying no and say yes to everything, and really just turning the whole ship around. And people get tremendous benefit and freedom from that program. Great. Well, we'll be we'll have you back in the next segment, so we'll come back to talk to you before we go out today. But now I'd like to introduce our next guest, Mr. Gary Williams. Welcome, Gary, to Making Life Brighter Radio. I I am here and patiently waiting. How are you? 
Good. How are you? Where do we find you today, Gary? In Europe. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I used to live in Malibu, and I used to live on Malibu Road next to Shirley MacLaine. So Ah. this is a very interesting connection because you're in Malibu, and I used to be in Malibu, and I used to drive down Malibu Road every day uh, when I had a radio show uh, in Los Angeles on KKGO when it was classical music. So this is an interesting interesting connection because I'm an old radio host. Isn't that fun? Well, well, I am a new young radio host, and I ran into Shirley MacLaine in the Vitamin Barn a little while back. <laughs> and she, we were both reaching for the same same shelf, and so I introduced myself and said hello. I love her. She's kind of fun. She's just like you see her in the movies. She looked at me with one eyebrow up, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Tell us about... Surely- Go ahead. Shirley definitely is unique. There's no question about it. And I live right next door to her, and her house is on, well, it's actually a series of apartments on Malibu Road. I'm not going to give the address. I'm sure yeah, don't give don't the address, Gary. You'll get me in big no, trouble. No, I'm sure they don't <laughs> want to run down to Malibu Road. But, no, that's interesting. But, no, um, no, I live in Europe now. I don't live in California. I, I left California um, after the earthquake. What earthquake was that, Gary, she says? Well, you can take a guess. What What was the last earthquake? Come on, it was in the, the 90s, wasn't it? Come on. The Northridge earthquake, is that what it was? That was it. All right, I got my history down. So where do you live now? What country are you in? Spain. Ooh, lucky you. That's nice. That's great. That's great. So yes, tell us about your book and your are, research. Temperatures here are Santa Monica temperatures. <laughs> Yes, I've heard that. I have several people, actually, that are clients that want to move to Spain, and they're working on it for that very reason. And maybe the earth doesn't move as much either. That would be nice. But let's let's jump into your book. Tell us a little bit about what it is that your research into the paranormal has has guided you to do. Why have you written this latest book? I, well, okay, uh, not to quote Bill Cosby, I started out as a child, And I started out in the paranormal and psychical research in 1963 when I was a 16-year-old teenager. And my high school teacher, and I was living in Virginia, I was born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia. My high school teacher, unbeknownst to poor old Gary Williams, took me to a spiritualist church. And I have no connections with spiritualism up to that time. But don't forget, this was the early 60s, and physical mediumship was still very around, and it's not around anymore. Anyway, to cut to the chase, we went to a materialization seance in which the medium sat in a cabinet, and ectoplasm flowed out of this medium, and you could see people materialize. And it wasn't like wispy. I mean, they were really solid people. I know people, I wrote about it in A Walk on the Wild Side, which is the other book, which is coming out in June. Anyway, cut to the chase. Carl Jung materialized. Carl Jung was a Swiss psychoanalyst who was famous as being part of the uh, partnership of Freud and Jung. My teacher said, why would Carl Jung come to see you? And when he stood in front of me and said, my name is Carl Jung, and I made him take a piece of Wrigley's chewing gum out of my coat pocket, and he, he, he crumpled it up and handed it back to me. He said, because I'm one of your guides. And he said, I was a spiritualist too. And he said, <laughs> I didn't believe any of this religious stuff either, but when I grew up, 
I became interested in spiritualism, and that was the beginning of this journey, because I'm answering your question. That was the beginning of this journey, which has led me to today. That is a very profound experience that I'm sure you couldn't deny. Well, I don't think everybody has Carl Jung materialized in a room solid, and I did take hold of his hand. And by the way, the medium uh, was Warren Smith, and he's no longer living, and this kind of mediumship is extremely, extremely, extremely rare. So, no, I wrote the book because we're up to 2017, 2018. Um, There was a similar book written by Hans Holzer. Hans Holzer was a very, very famous parapsychologist. And Hans Holzer wrote a book called The Psychic Yellow Pages. Okay, that came out in the late 90s. Most of those people are no longer living or no longer around. Hans Holzer is no longer living. So what I did was I updated this book, and I decided to call it The Miracle Workers. And I must suggest everything has a connection to Malibu with you. This is really weird. Because (laughs) Jess Stern... My oh, yes. friend, Jess Stern, that's right, my friend, Jess Stern, who lived in Malibu at, I'm not going to be he lived on PCA, she lived on Pacific Coast Highway, okay. Jess and I met at the ARE, at the Edgar Casey Foundation, in the 1980s, and Jess wrote a book called The Miracle Workers. But it was all about people who lived in Southern California, Americans, uh, and he highlighted of various psychics. That book came out in the 60s. Those people are no longer living, just passed away, sadly. Jess was a wonderful writer. Uh, he wrote Edgar Casey, The Sleeping Prophet. There's a plug. I will have to say this. This book is worldwide. So what I've done is I profiled various people who I feel have these skills, divided into two classes, people who contact the dead, and people who predict the future. Those are the two classes. You can choose which class you want. Uh, there's 60, no, there's 57 people in the book. Okay. I, I, I interviewed 140 people, and I chose about 60 to, to write about. So there you go. So you've got the two classes of people, their email addresses, their phone numbers, their websites are on there. And what it really tells you is if you want to find somebody, to, there was a healer, by the way, and I know you're interested in healing. There was a healer, but he backed out because he said, well, I can't really guarantee results. So I said, well, I can't guarantee anything either, but I would like to include you in the book. He didn't want to be, I'm not going to mention this name. By the way, there was a very, very, very famous healer in New York who passed away about three years ago, and I was going to have him on my TV show. Uh, they were going to make a pilot in Los Angeles for uh, uh, my show called Strange But True. Anyway, I can't think of his name at the moment, but he was very, very famous. Well, uh, that, and he was, he, look, we need to take a quick break, so hold that thought for okay. one second, and we're going to take a break and come back. I have so much more to say to you, oh my gosh, and ask you as well. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. We are here with Gary Williams and Trisha Nelson. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with Medical Intuitive, Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. We're here today with Gary Williams, and he is a paranormal researcher. He's also an astrologer, is that correct? And tarot, not tarot card, but uh, psychic as well. Is that correct? Well, I'm more of a predictive astrologer. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you can get 100 psychic readings, and they all can tell you what's going to happen, but they won't give you the timing. What I have done, and I only do it mostly for myself, uh, but if you bribe me, I will, you know, do it for you. I can predict timing. I can predict timing. I actually uh, predicted the exact date to the date when the 9-11 thing would happen. So wow. there you go. And I can't prove that, but <laughs> I, can, I can only tell you that I started out, start, I started out with it at the Edgar Casey Foundation. And Mr. Casey was no longer living, but Hugh Lynn was living. Hugh Lynn was Edgar Casey's son. I took his class. So that started me out as an astrologer. And as I just mm. said, you know, 
Carl Jung started me out in 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 in, in psychological research. How how much better can you get? It doesn't. I know it's so amazing. It's you know I'm going to tell you a really quick story to put context to why you're saying it's funny that I'm in Malibu and all this stuff. When I began all this, I knew something was really different about what I understood versus the rest of the world when I was young. I literally took six months and I read the entire library till I ran out of books. And at that time, there weren't a lot of books about all these things. So when I ran out of everything and anything I could find to read, I began ordering them one by one, like Jess Stern, like Ruth Montgomery, like um, um, Dick Sutphen, and all these things. And I began looking at all that, and it just it had me even Edgar Casey. So, you know, my poor parents, I put them through all kinds of fits and starts trying to explain to them, my God, Atlantis, did you know? <laughs> they're like, where do we get her? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your three books. Tell us, tell us the okay. three books so that you have. Three, three new ones. This is not the only books. These are, you know, I've, it's actually five books altogether in 89 um, I, my literary agent, Bertha Clausen in New York, sold the book, A Light Beyond Death, to um, a book in London, a publisher in London called Robert Hale. Um, and Robert Hale went out, went out of business this year, by the way. They were in business for 80 years. Uh, it was a hardcover book about life after death. It did include uh, mediumship and stuff like that. It also included a lot of stuff about a very famous medium who died in 1994 called Leslie Flint. And if your listeners are not familiar with Leslie Flint, Leslie, Leslie was a man, by the way. It's L-I-S-L-I-E, not L-Y. Uh, Leslie Flint, and I hope this goes on record because this is important because I feel that out of all my books, this is more important to say than anything, Leslie Flint had the rare gift of the independent voice. Leslie Flint did not go into trance, but a voice, an independent voice, extraneous from his mouth and vocal cords, was heard in the air, in the dark, three feet from his head. He was tied up, gagged, bound, made to hold a colored water in his mouth, a measured amount, and he had to spit it out at the end, all that. Anyway, if you want to know about this wonderful man who I wrote about in my very first book, I'm Cutting the Chase, uh, you can go on YouTube and type in Leslie Flint Recordings, and there are voices of people who have died spoke in their own voice. Hard, hard to believe until you've heard a few, and then you say, oh my goodness, how come... The world hasn't discovered this. Well, uh, that's in the book. <laughs> How fun. The, the I, I hear that all the time. The world hasn't discovered this. Well, there's three basic reasons. Science would, have to just, science would have to admit that science was wrong. Okay, and, and Stanton Friedman, who's one of my heroes, a UFO guy, flying saucer guy, says, uh, science will never admit that it is wrong because it will be embarrassing. It will cost careers. <laughs> Second reason that religion would have to apologize for all the mistakes it has made over the last 2,000 years, including, you know, uh, telling people that horrible things will happen if they don't believe this and that and the other thing. If you listen to the Flint tapes, uh, they're talking. These are, this is not Leslie Flint talking. These are people talking who you know, passed away and, you know, whatever happened to them. 
you know, when they went over, when they were on that side. Uh, so, so that's a positive thing. The other, the other books I've written, that was 89. Then I wrote another book, which is coming out in June, called A Walk on the Wild Side, One Man's Experiences with Psychic Phenomena. And I have to admit, I was surprised when six books in London took it. That's a publishing company, by the way. And I was surprised because my experiences have been pretty wild. I mean, you don't just meet Carl Jung every day. And I had witnesses to that. My school teacher lived to be about 80. And I used to go back and visit her. And she would say, don't you think it could have been mass hypnosis? And I said, you know, Mrs. Hubbard, your question has to do with your belief system because she was very religious, and she didn't believe that the dead could come back. So anyway, so that was one thing in the walk on the wild side. Then in your neck of the woods, in 89, I investigated a poltergeist haunting in Southern California. Uh, It was in the Inland Empire, and this was a big haunting. This haunting went on for three years. Stuff was flying around the room, uh, writing on the walls, uh, strange noises, water coming out of the stairs, all the traditional poltergeist stuff. And I actually lived in the house, and I wrote about that. And then I called in several other people who were also psychic. I think there were about 50 people you know, who were, uh, oh, yeah, in this case. You know, you have so many stories. I have to have you back. We have to talk about this some more. I really do because we're running out of time. And let's all right. Let's just, well, I, let's uh, just do you want this. me to quit, quit talking about that and just talk about the the, the current book? What do you want me to I talk want, about? I want people to know where they can get this. It's if you want to look up Gary, you can look up Gary at GaryWilliamsParanormal.com. It's GaryWilliamsParanormal.com. Where can they buy your books? Well, you go on Amazon. Again, this is my only self-published book. Mistake, 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 but okay. Apologies to people who believe in self-published books. Uh, You go on Amazon and you type in The Miracle Workers, The World's Psychic Consultants. That is the name of the book. And it is available in paperback version. I actually have a copy. I had to buy a copy of my own book sitting on my desk. I think it's fourteen ninety five or something like that. But what <laughs> That's it has great. is a, and it has a lot of people. Well, who are, Gary, you know, I need to have you back. This has been a pleasure. It's his, his book upcoming is called A Walk on the Wild Side. Now, I have a question I ask both of you, Tricia and Gary, before we go. What makes your life brighter? What makes my life brighter is knowing that something good is always around the corner. And, you know, uh, what we, what we didn't learn yesterday, we may have, we may, if we don't learn it today, we'll definitely learn it tomorrow. Well, I wrote this book. I didn't know any of these things. And I've met all these interesting people. I think it's fascinating. And I think, <laughs> You're I, fascinating, I think Gary. I've become my friend. <laughs> okay. You're cutting Trisha. me off. Okay. Well, I can go Trisha. on like this. I love it, Trisha. <laughs> makes your life great. Um, I was very lively. I love it. Um, I would say love, connecting with people, just connecting at the heart level. That's it. That's well, what makes my life you. brighter and what makes everything work. Thank you both for coming on today. Thank you so much. And we'll have you back if you're willing to come back and, and share some more because... 
this is the kind of fun thing that we like to do, and, and I hope that it makes everybody's life brighter out in the world. So thank you for being on Making Life Brighter Radio, and thank you to everybody out in the world and all the 160 countries that are listening worldwide. Thank you for listening, and feel free to share the archive. You can go to makinglifebrighter.com and check out everything on the player there. And you can also remember, if you want me to take your pictures down to John of God, please email me at makinglifebrighter at yahoo.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Gary and Trisha, for coming. And we'll see you next week right here on Making Life Brighter Radio. Go jolly, everybody. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.